Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Sandspants Radio. Like video games, fear is, but one of those video games where you don't have to think or be good. At anything. <laughs> hey, before we get to this week's episode, let me clear up a fear you almost definitely have. The Melbourne International Comedy Festival is coming, and you don't know what to see. Well, here's what you're going to do. You're going to come see Big Deal, a horrendous quiz show hosted by me and starring a whole dirty bunch of Sandspants people and comedians. It's... Sort of like the quiz show equivalent of passing a kidney stone the moment you fall asleep. Grab your tickets from the Melbourne International Comedy Festival website and from our own website, sanspantsradio.com forward slash live. Hey everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Thumb Cramps, a video game podcast for those whose thumbs are cramping. I'm Joel. I'm Jackson. And I'm Joel. And today we're going to be looking at Sea of Thieves and other games. So Sea of Thieves is a game that came out, well, sort of at the start of last year, okay. and it is a game that was not, like, uh, it was anticipated. People <laughs> yeah. were excited. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it was very, very anticipated mm. when it was going to come out. The trailers made it seem like this really fun, open world, multiplayer, sort of online multiplayer pirate game. Okay. And they made it seem like it was going to be an incredibly in-depth world, and that it was going to be a lot of fun to play with friends. And then it came out, and it wasn't. <laughs> Sea of Thieves was indeed an open world pirate game where you sailed around from island to island. You could play with your friends online, yeah. Um, but there was nothing in it. Uh, okay. I remember getting this game because I was very excited for mm-hmm. it. It looked like a lot of fun. I really liked the kind of art style of it, mm-hmm. um, and so I I got it. Thankfully, I had an Xbox Pass that I'd gotten from a friend, so I didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> um, because at the time when it came out, it was about a hundred dollars, which is an insane price point for what you got. What was it complete or was it still in its alpha? It was when it was released, it was complete. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and you see this happening with a lot of games. It was kind of very similar, and the whole sort of story of Sea of Thieves up to this point reminds me quite a bit of No Man's Sky. And mm. that when it came out, people were like, This game, there's nothing. There's nothing to this game, and it is a full priced, if not more expensive, game. But then over the years, it sort of hit a point where you're like, oh, actually, here's the game. Mm. Obviously, if it had come out like this at the beginning, that would have been great. But mm. here, there is a game here and quite a fun game here. So when Sea of Thieves first came out, you had two kinds of boat. You could get in a sloop for one person and a galleon for four or more. Your missions basically consisted of get a mission, go to an island, dig up treasure. You, uh, the way that works is that you get a little treasure map. 
you have a little map on your ship. You got to figure out which island the map is uh, that you have is of. Sail to that island using the map. Find out where the treasure is in that island. Dig it X. Dig up the treasure. Maybe find some skeletons. Deliver it back to the person you got the contract from or the treasure map from. And hey, you got money and you've got some um, some rank in that particular faction. Okay. The other the the other one was um, the the Order of Souls. I think they are, which is basically go to an island. Yeah. Fight these skeletons. Okay. Uh, get the skull, take the skull back gotcha. to the person you got the contract from, uh-huh. get some money, get some points in that faction. Oh, that's good. And the third one was go to an island, collect animals. Oh, yeah. Take it back. Keep the animals? No. Well, you keep oh. the animals in like a little cage. Oh. And you take it back and you give it to the person that you got it from, you oh. get some money. Yeah. Those were the three things that you could do. Could I open that box of animals and have the animals run around my ship? Unfortunately not. You Garbage. could collect Garbage can. a snake and leave the snake on your ship and it would bite your friends. This is good for And me. you have to play an instrument so the snake will go to sleep and if you stop playing, then uh, the snake will bite you. Okay, What's... look, big fan of that. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Which bit? Why can you have a snake that bites your friends? Well, because you, you have to collect a snake, so you get a contract from the merchants. I forget what they're called. So you don't have a snake that just bites your friends. Well, it's you just... have to collect a snake for the merchants in a snake cage, but you have to take it back to the island you got it from or the outpost you got it from. And unfortunately, because it's a snake, it'll spit venom at you and bite you. But if you play a musical instrument, it'll go to sleep, and that adds up. A little tiny piece of gameplay for the journey back to the island where you're mm-hmm. like, oh, keep the snake quiet whilst we sail the ship. How okay. do you how do you play your instrument? Just press one button? Yeah, you just you just select it. That's so it. So that's not fun. Well, see, <laughs> here's the weird thing about Sea of Thieves is that for me anyway, somehow it is. Uh, the sailing is incredibly simple but really nice. So you got steering, obviously. You got the anchor, which takes a long time to, to raise but really quick to lower. You have... Uh, how far down the sail is, and you have the angle of the sail, which you have to change to catch wind. The wind obviously changes as you sail around the islands, um, and the higher up the sail, the slower you go. Simple as that. And that seems really basic, but it's just really enjoyable to get in your ship, it looks beautiful, and sail from one island to another. I do it all the time, Just it's kind of relaxing. You just sail, you catch the wind, you adjust the sail, get back on. Sail a little bit longer, Get th- okay. that's all it is. I, I admit, and I even to this day do not think it's worth the price point. $100 is insane for what you got at the beginning. But what was really nice mm-hmm. is that over time, uh, they realized this. I mean, obviously, presumably, they already knew. Um, <laughs> You'd but, hope. But they were like, crap, okay. We gotta, we gotta fix this. So for a while, they they kind of gave the roadmap. They were like, "This is what we hope to achieve in 2018." And slowly over time, they just every two weeks odd would add a new feature. Okay. So the first thing they added was they're like, "Oh hey, now you can uh, in the world there are these special quests. You get like limited limited timed quests mm-hmm. where you got to do a certain thing in the world, and you'll get like a premium currency for it that you can spend on fun cosmetics. Oh, cool. The only thing you can buy is cosmetics. You can't upgrade like, oh, I can't get a better sword or a better hat or whatever, like a better ship or anything like that. No." Okay. You just get nice stuff to wear or nice stuff uh, that they added later to put on the ship. Yeah, okay, that's kind of cool because then it's like everything's on like everyone is on like a base level. Yeah. Except you... it's just like, oh, I see the fancy man got me again. Absolutely. I'm well, there's, garbage. There's something so like um, livery for your ship or a different capstan or a different wheel mm. or a different um, 
whatever you call it, flag <laughs> um, sail. <laughs> that was like the thing I was thinking flag? of. Um, they're really expensive. So you know, you see somebody with like a really nice looking ship. You're like, well, they've been playing a while. Okay. Um, but so the first thing they added where they were like, in the world there are 16 thrones. Go to the sit animation on them. Bam. Well done. You got some points. Okay. Real basic. Then they were like, hey, across the world are these skeleton, uh, these uh, mermaid statues. Go and break them. <laughs> go and sit on them. <laughs> you got <laughs> some really points. Good. The first one that they added really that really changed the gameplay was um, they added megalodons, which were gigantic sharks that could randomly spawn in the ocean and just completely destroy your ship. And they were like, you oof. kill this, you do a little quest so that you can fight like the big megalodon. I think, yeah, in, originally in the first update, they were like, there's just one. You've got to go to various islands, do a little quest, then you get to fight it. And hey, now you can have a megalodon hat, megalodon outfit, and uh, megalodon scars to show, hey, I beat the megalodon. Uh, and then after that, they were like, and now they just randomly spawn in the ocean Good at luck. times. Fight them. There you go. They also had the Kraken, which still is in the game, which is uh, like a really rare chance for basically a big octopus to come and attack your ship destroy mm-hmm. it that's what it is and then just over time they added all these different kind of so hang on it's like here's a feature of a thing that will ruin your ship oh yeah basically if you're in, okay. i think it only spawned early on if you're in the galleon which is like the massive yeah. ship and it would basically if you're in certain areas of the mm-hmm. ocean up it would appear you'd have to fight it with your cannons okay so you can fight yeah. it it wasn't just like a, hey guess what <laughs> a <laughs> guess new what? tornado now, has idiot. appeared well <laughs> done um so those updates, again, it's not worth the price point, but those updates slowly kind of turned it into an actual game. All right. Then um, they, after every update, they would be like, and a little bit is sort of left over. So, so the, the, there was another one where it's like, now there are skeleton ships that will come and attack your ship. And then after the, this big event where you could fight three massive ships, they were like, and now there are also just ships in the water um, that you can just come across. Uh, and they also added, like, oh, hey, now here's a couple of different pieces of equipment that you can get, you know, and every new uh, update or new bilge rat um, adventure or whatever they call it comes with, like, new cosmetics that you can only get for a limited time. Um, and they also did made a lot of updates to the way that you kind of, like, went up in various factions. The merchants, because the merchant quests had always sucked, they were, like... Find an island with snakes on it. Deliver snakes to this outpost by this time. Play that musical instrument, otherwise uh, the snakes will bite your friends. Well, it's funny because (laughs) the new ones they updated are cargo runs, which are basically variations on that. So one is like, you have to deliver silk to this island, but if the silk gets wet, it's worthless. One is like, oh, you've got to deliver these crates of plants, but you've got to keep the plants watered or they'll dry out. One is you've got to deliver- How do you water the plants? Press a button? You get a bucket of water and you tip it on the plants. That's um, all right. That's better than the musical instrument. The thing. musical instrument was like you do a barrel roll with your ship. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you I was... to get them sunk a little. Like, so Whoop. the real greatest part of Sea of Thieves is the like emergent gameplay. So it's not the game. It's not the stories the game wants you to play. It's the stories that just come from playing with friends. So the other night I was doing one with friends. I was doing a, a yep. run where we had a lot of plants. We didn't have any water because we'd had to leave an island really quickly because another guy in a galleon had arrived and we were like, we just got to get out of Dodge really quickly. Because so otherwise had, he'll just He'll just destroy you. us. We were a smaller ship. Uh, they added a, a middle tier ship called the Brigantine, which is kind of for three people and that's what we tend to play in. We were still much smaller and f- far worse off than a galleon. But we're like... <laughs> Why don't you pick the galleon? The ga- it's too big. It's too hard with three people because you need one person steering, one person navigating, one person in the crow's nest to make sure you don't hit any rocks, one person on rigging, and one person downstairs to make sure that if it breaks, it doesn't suddenly fill with water. Hey, Zama, were you keeping count there? Yeah. 
How many people did you just name? Like, uh, oh, it's, it's four yeah. or more for the gadget. Oh, okay, that's right. The brigantine like, is th- is five or six. up to four, and the sloop is up to three, I think. But they're like your perfect ratio of people is three for the brigantine, maybe four or five for the um, galleon. Yeah. But Sounds like you need like about a fifth. You could not do it by yourself because <laughs> you would need to be. There's like four sails. You got to keep going at different angles. If somebody's not in the crow's nest, because when you're steering, you're all the way up the back of the ship, so you just can't see what's happening. So when you're with friends, you've got somebody up in the, the crow's nest being like, move, you're like, I need you to go port. And you're like, oh my God, you steer to the side. They're like, all right, you're around it. You're good. Somebody's like, there's a galleon over to the northeast. There's a galleon over here. Pay attention to them. Pirate ship behind, or like skeleton ship behind us. Stuff like that. That's the kind of where the fun comes from. You get a guy downstairs navigating. And if you're attacked, you got somebody else just hammering up holes. But yeah, we were moving plants, but because we didn't have any buckets and we couldn't get water while we escaped, we just smashed a hole in the side of the boat so that water was just a little bit in the bottom. We were like, just leave the plants down there and they won't die. Did that work? (laughs) It worked until we got hit by a cannon from an island and more water came in and ruined our silks completely. And we had to, embarrassed, (laughs) arrive back at the port and be like, here is our garbage silk. And they were like, here's $50, idiot. So here's our garbage silk, but our well wet plants. <laughs> um, and one of the, the the most recent updates, which I really is exciting for what might come next, is mm. they basically added a whole new section of the map. And this whole new section is like a volcanic area. Mm. So normally you've got like uh, one area that's kind of fun and tropical, one area that's pretty stormy, one area that's a bit misty and spooky. And now yeah. if you sail for a little bit further and you have to sail there, you never spawn there. It's like volcanoes are often going off. Islands are full of geysers that will just shoot you into the sky. Uh, earthquakes happen that'll just shift your boat. You can just get slammed by like a big boulder coming from a volcano and die. And all the missions you do there are worth more because it's more difficult. Especially if you're trying to move like fragile bottles from one island to another and the ship's going, you're just not going to make it. So that's really fun. And I know in the future. Do you get off the ship? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you will so get some of it's exploring on like an island. Absolutely. So you will be on a ship. You'll sail with your friends to the island. You'll drop anchor. They added rowboats as well. So you'll you'll go into the island. You can only find on, on islands. You don't start with a rowboat. You'll jump on your rowboat if you found one and attach it to the back of your ship. Drop, row to shore, get your map out. Be like, where's the treasure? You'll search for the treasure. Dig if it's nighttime. Somebody's holding a lantern. You pick up the treasure. You got to run back to your ship place it on and meanwhile there are all these other threats in the world and also other players who can be great friends but also rude enemies very rude (laughs) Uh, a thing that people are doing now i don't know it's just something that started is sneaking onto people's ships climbing up into the crow's nest and doing the sleep animation because people can't see you and then you just hide on someone's ship as a stowaway for ages and then eventually when you're in the middle of the ocean kill them and steal their ship <gasps> it's happened to me before where I'm on an island and then I looked up and just saw my ship sailing away <laughs> and I was like god damn it god what happened there? well so if you fall off your ship all you gotta do is you gotta jump into the water and a mermaid will appear you press F on the mermaid and you'll appear on your ship so then you appear on your ship where an enemy is <laughs> and you have to fight him again for control of your ship because if they kill you you'll just die um, or like you'll, Is you'll... it permadeath? So no, if you die, you end up basically on the, the galleon of the dead Where you wait around for a bit, then a door opens back to reality You go through that and you'll either spawn on your ship Or you'll spawn on a nearby island So you just have to keep doing that If someone steals your ship, you kill the guy, yeah, you kill basically. That guy. 
Um, I was playing again with my friends the other day, and we were going into port to sell all of the things that we'd collected. We had yeah. a massive hall, and we saw a little tiny sloop, which is like a one-man, two-man vessel, fighting a big skeleton ship. And we were like, oh, we'll give him a hand. So we go over, we fought the skeleton ship, we did it. The guy was like, thank you so much, but then his ship sank and he died. And all the treasure was still there that he'd collected. And we just took it and ran. <laughs> because we were like, he's not coming back anytime soon. It's just going to waste. So we, we robbed him blind. Um, was it good? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was incredible. Did he find you again? No, no. He, he, was, he was gone. You can make alliances as well, which is great. So you just you put up a flag at the top of your ship that's like, hey, I want to start an alliance. And if people want to join you, they put up a flag that joins and then you work as a team. Sometimes to get the, the doubloons, which you can spend on limited cosmetics, you can only get by doing things in an alliance. Um, I do like that everyone is very bloodthirsty and like treacherous oh, yeah. and just like killing everyone, but... For, like, a new hat. Yeah, for a new hat, people will band together, and that's yeah. right. Um, so hopefully with the addition of the, the kind of volcanic area, I know they've talked about wanting to do other areas, like a frozen one to the north, kind of swampy one to the south, I've heard, heard them talk about. So the fact that it's continually updated like that is really exciting, because it means that you come into a game that you know, and all of a sudden they're like, hey, whole new area to explore, and that's fun. It's, it's also not fair, because... Again, we paid people paid a hundred dollars for this at the beginning for nothing, and paying money for potential is not good. Because there's no NPCs, is there? No, not none that you can fight. There's people you can talk to for missions or just mm. weird dialogue. But the only real enemies on islands are skeletons, some of which carry explosive barrels and run up to you and explode on you, which is stressful. And then people on islands that you chat to. But other than that, there's no NPCs. The game can at times feel really empty, but every update makes it feel um, better, more and closer to complete. Enough, another thing that's really great about the Sea of Thieves team is that they really listen to fan complaints, basically. Yeah. So, uh, feedback? The, is that the word you're looking feedback, for? Feedback, thank you. <laughs> so the mermaid statues, right? While they were the limited timed event was happening, when you destroyed one, you got points. But when the event stopped, the mermaid statues were still there. You just achieved nothing by destroying them. People were like, that is terrible. Maybe when we smash them, they should turn into like a gem because the statues are kind of like they've got like uh, veins of emerald or ruby or whatever yeah. running through them. Turn into a gem that we can sell. And then in the next update, bam, that's what happened. Can't wait for them to inevitably put in Fortnite dances. <laughs> <laughs> it's frankly surprising there's not because one of the emotes is a dance, but um, yeah. It's not flossing. It's not flossing, so it's really not worth it. I think it was like $50 recently, but the main price is still $100, which is insane. Presently, don't pay $100. I'm okay. telling you now, it's not worth it. There's not enough. Maybe in a year, maybe in the end of 2019, it'll be worth $100. Mm -hmm. Probably still not. No game really is, but... It'll be worth more than it is now. But okay. if you can find it on sale for 50 bucks, I would say absolutely grab it. And as long as you've got friends to play with, you'll always have fun. Personally, I really enjoy just getting in like a little solo sloop and just sailing about and doing little missions. And occasionally people will be like, want to play with me? Like strangers. And I'll be like, no, I want to be alone. And I'll keep playing by myself. But <laughs> if you've got friends, it's it's a great time. Uh, I was going to say, it sounds quite similar to The Long Dark in that sense, where it's just kind of like, it's very much the, initially anyway, there wasn't that much mm. gameplay, and so you kind of like do what you have available to yeah. you, or make do what available to you. And when then slowly, slowly like, there'll oh, be more hey. and more upgrades. Uh, absolutely, like The Long Dark, I mean, The Long Dark had the benefit of being like, hey, this is early, like uh, a beta or whatever. Mm. Early we, this is not the complete game. Sea yeah. Thieves was like, this is the complete it, game. It it's done, buy it! <laughs> It sounds like it wasn't. It sounds yeah, like absolutely. they just 100% uh, released it maybe a year before it should have. Um, and they, they pushed it back as well. They were like, really? we've got to push it back so we can properly finish it. And then, Oof. But I think 
it's such a weird are, thing. Because, are people the sort of people who play the game? Are they forgiving or are they not? Like, um, say, are they more of a No Man's Sky uh, player base who were uh, just? Uh, I think people angry. were really angry when it first came out. Okay, but the people that stuck around are like, actually, you know what? I'm glad I did. Right. I think it's kind of how it goes. There are a lot of people who just didn't play it at first because of that. But the people that are playing it now and the people that have stuck around are like, you know what? This okay. is great. Love the Sea of Thieves team. This is a really nice back and forth between like the developers. I and it's the- really nice because I think the biggest problem with, um, or not the biggest, one of the many problems with No Man's Sky was that it just there was no communication yeah. for such a long time. Absolutely. And then all of a sudden um, they're like, here's a full game. I'm sure now if I jumped into No Man's Sky with all of the updates, I'd have a great time. Yeah. But because I was burned at the start, I'm like, no. No. I don't want to. Yeah. But thankfully with Sea of Thieves, I was like, I enjoy the core mechanics enough that okay. I'll get a kick out of just sailing around and doing these really basic missions. And that has kind of meant that I, it's like a frog in hot water. The moment it got good, I was like, oh, oh, it's good. Like, it just got good. I didn't kind of notice the transition. Whereas No Man's Sky is like, bad, bad, bad. Blah, there, now, here, here's the whole game. Okay. Yeah. So I would say probably for me... I'm going to give it four thumbs, only because, again, it's still not completely finished, and the price point is ridiculous. But the core gameplay and the core mechanics are incredible. When I you play it's with a pretty high like score, considering like all the caveats. Oh. Of, like, it's not finished, and it's too pricey. Loved it. Well, that's the thing, because it's not finished now, but I know that by the end of 2019, you'll basically have a complete game. That's... I know. Look, not I, good. I get but it. I can also see the scratching a part of your primate ape brain that you love. Yeah, it's yeah. it's that weird thing where I'm is like, there pretty much no writing in it whatsoever. <laughs> there's no there's lore <laughs> I'm ignoring. Certainly. Well, it's kind of a game that is all gameplay, no story. Yeah, and it's and repetitive things over and over again mm. with no. It's. Okay. He loves it. He loves yeah, it. It's, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, <laughs> it's a game that's all gameplay, no story, and that's basically what I want. And it's out also of a it's game. a game where he can get with like a bunch of mates, and they can make their own story. Yeah, yeah. I can have Role my playing. own adventures. Yeah, it's emergent, and that's what I love. Yeah. That's why I really enjoyed like GTA Five, uh, GTA Five single player, fine. GTA Five online in the early days, great because I was making my own stories. Mm. Any game that forces me to have a narrative, I don't want. <laughs> I dislike. <laughs> But a game that lets me have an emergent story of my own creation, I have a great time with. So yeah, ultimately, this is a fourth armor for me. You yeah. were also upset, just for our listeners out there, you were also obsessed with Skyrim. You've probably put like yeah. hundreds and hundreds of hours, but you ignored all of the story there and you were basically role-playing every time well, you played it, Well, right? yeah, I didn't play Skyrim like a lot of people played Skyrim where they were like, oh, I'll do all the quests. I would be like, this one character will be an assassin. So I will naturally find the Assassin's Guild. I'll do the Assassin's quest line, but then it makes no sense for me to go and be the Archmage. So I'll stop playing this character or I'll do whatever little quests I want. Then I'll retire them and I'll play a new character. Hmm. Or I just never went and did any of the other quests because that, to me, breaks my immersion a little no, bit. No, I'm yeah. with you with that. The problem with... Because again, like the, the biggest issue I have with Skyrim is the intro. Mm. <laughs> so the, the, the notion of like, ah, oh, whatever, I'll start again. I'm like, I don't want to witness the intro again. That's right, with mods, I you know can just start in yeah. a random cave somewhere. That's the great. dream. Yeah. yeah. You okay. emerge from a cave and you're like, well, I'm an assassin now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, my cave times have made me reflect on who I am as a person. Had a good Mate. cave thing. So what's the actual, because I mean, I haven't played much Skyrim, but my first playthrough was literally on a Twitch stream and. <laughs> I haven't played it since. Yeah. Uh, so, what is the plot? Because you I was are m- <laughs> the Dragonborn. You are, you are a prisoner. Sorry, heading into the province of Skyrim to get beheaded. No, well, you you've been caught crossing the border into the province of Skyrim, and the so punishment is beheading. Yes, 
Um, because there's a civil war happening, and I guess they think you're a spy. I don't know. They go to behead you, but then a dragon attacks. You go into a town. You're like, a dragon attacked. They're like, golly, let's go fight another dragon. <laughs> you go fight that dragon. You suck in its soul. They're like, <gasps> you're the dragonborn, the, the being with the soul of a dragon. And then the rest of the game is up to you. You can either do the main quest in quotation marks where you go and fight the dragon at the beginning and you go and deal with, oh, the dragons are coming back and what's happening? Or you can do any number of other, there's like five other basically like faction quest lines that are as long mm. as the main quest. Can you do all of the factions? Yes. Yes. That's why I like to is only do an one because it's weird to be like- Ending? No. There's an end to the main quest where you go to heaven- and yeah. they're like, you're not going to be in heaven for long, kid. And then you go back to Earth. They don't say it like a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my big, the biggest problem I have with Skyrim is that because you can do ed- anything and everything is meaningless. Yeah. And you, you have that like, I'm going to be an assassin and I'm going to be a thief and I'll say the head of the mage guild so if you don't and put a werewolf. Your own parameters on it. It's yeah. just like what, there's no role playing happening. You're just. And I am bad at putting parameters on uh, myself in a game. I'm going to so. play all of them and do all of them. And Good then luck. be like, yeah, sick. You'll get bored. I'm king of world. <laughs> you get bored because all the quests are basically the same quest. <laughs> yeah. Go to this thing, kill the man, get the thing, bring it back to me. Yeah. Basically. You're werewolf now. Yeah. So, yeah, look, for, for me, Sea of Thieves is a great game. I would love to play with as many people as possible. Sometimes I see galleons with like seven people and I'm like, I want that. <laughs> I Max, want that. I want friends. I've but I, I play with people. like three other people people and it's fun but yeah the more people the better so yeah i'm, I'm gonna give that four thumbs okay. um out of five hmm. what do you guys been playing well before i say what i've been playing uh just a quick word from uh today's sponsor selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage shopify is there to help you grow shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 36 percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms because businesses that grow grow with shopify Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Also, let me remind you that this Melbourne International Comedy Festival, I'm going to be hosting a quiz show called Big Deal, which should prove pretty upsetting. Grab your tickets from SansPantsRadio.com forward slash live. Alright, well, I've been playing, uh, it's a, I guess it's an indie game on the Switch called The First Tree. Mm-hmm. It's very, very similar to, I guess, Gris in a oh. way. They, they both deal a little bit with grief and, and that kind of stuff. So the premise of this you game... You okay, buddy? I'm doing great. <laughs> like, it's got... See, the, 
The thing with this like video game and describing it, it's kind of like, if this was a graphic novel, I would just be eating this up and reading. It's just like, oh, what's that? Dealing with the loss of a parent? Tick, okay, I want to deal. I want to read about someone's sadness. Hell Dealing yeah. with it through metaphor while you follow the story of a fox trying to find its cubs? Yes. <laughs> We're actually in a dream, reliving some of your tragic moments in Hell your past. Yeah. Oh, I will read this comic like you would not believe. But it's not, it's a game. Um, and mm. I think it loses a lot of that because of it. So, What type of game is it? Um, so it's, it's, I guess it's a platformer, it's a 3D platformer. 3D platformer? Yeah. That's not how I was imagining no. this game. I was imagining this as like kind of nice 2D almost. It should have been. Yeah. Uh, yes. So it's so- animated like Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Mm. That bloody rules. That's my game of the year. Heck yeah. Well, if Sad it, crush ooh, if it played better, maybe. So, so you. you I'm just gonna quickly pull up a picture because I'm very excited to see like, what this looks like. So yeah, so it is a 3D sort of um, platformer. You you do go around as a fox, and the thing is, you start as this fox. And there's a narration going on. It's a conversation between a man and a woman, um, as a husband and wife, yeah. I think. And then he's sort of he's talking about like I had a dream that I was a fox, and she was like trying to find her cubs, and um, she was on this mission to the first tree. Okay, and this kind of this, this first tree being like where life originated. Um, and it so it does look like Crash Bandicoot. It, it does. Tell us. It doesn't look exactly like Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> but Have a look. See, it's three D. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. This is, is weird. so weird. And so, again, like, hearing the description, looking at the graphics, I'm like, this is, like, up my alley. This is something that I want to play. Also, the tagline is, this story ends at the beginning of life. Yeah. So I'm just like, Whoa. hells yeah, this is great. This, again, if this was a, 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 a uh, like, a hardcover graphic novel that I had pulled out on the shelf and the cover was black and white or that black and white and the only other color was, like, either a very muted blue or, or red Yes. <laughs> I would have Absolutely. purchased this at, at cost. Muted blue with just a fox, little fox head yeah. in the middle of the cover. Perfect. Yeah. I would have purchased this for whatever price they would have asked. And yeah. I would have been like, yeah, this is, I will enjoy it. Um, so you, you follow this kind of, he talks about like, oh, yeah, uh, had this dream, it was weird. And then you kind of have this conversation back and forth between the, the couple. And you're finding out that, you know, as you're kind of progressing, that. Um, the the guy the his name is Joseph. So you find that his father is his wife's name Mary. <laughs> no, <Aww>. damn. <laughs> Wait, is it? Look, I don't remember. Enough. That would cast a strange new light on the first <laughs> tree. It would. But yeah, um, so his name's Joseph, and he's lost his 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 dad. And he's sort of talking about like how things were a bit strained, and they never really got to kind of have that kind of closeness, and kind of how they, you know, there was like it was a bit of a shit kicker as a kid, and he was a bit of a nuisance, that kind of stuff. And then like you know, he then did kind of bond with his dad a bit, but then he kind of grew apart. And so it's a kind of about like. A bit of regret and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And as you're doing this, you're this this fox, and it, and it, you go through different locations. So initially, you start with snow, and you're walking the snow. And one thing I noticed, and it just irked me straight away. So if you are a creature or an avatar or whatever walking through snow, please have footprints. Oh uh, yeah, no footprints. No footprints. There was eventually when it was like big, like deeper snow, but just when you started out and there wasn't, I guess what that the would game make considered. a game feel unfinished to me. It, it did. And it just felt very unfinished. I was like, why aren't you doing this? And it just like hit that little part in my brain where I'm like, 
I'm no longer playing like I'm no longer playing a game. I'm playing a floating fox who's yeah, just yeah. kind of gliding around this landscape. And I just don't like it. One of the first, speaking of Skyrim, one of the first mods I always <laughs> download when I'm playing again is Footprints because ah, yeah. I can't play it without them. <laughs> yeah, you just but- you need it. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Um, and so, your diam- like parameters for what makes and breaks a game is bizarre. <laughs> no, I'm with him on this. Footprints, you need it. Like it just it adds to that immersion. Mm. And I wanted to be really immersed at this fox, and, and it's it's really sad. Like, initially, it kind of tries to really pull the heartstrings, and it's not subtle. It does, yeah. Because like the moment is like, oh, there is your cub, and it is a dead, mm. and so you have to find the two more, and you're like, oh, I'm sad because the fox lost his babies, uh, and so you kind of as you're going along, and as you're hearing. Joseph telling his story to his um, partner or wife, and he's talking about like all oh, the things he did and everything like that. The landscape around is littered with things from whatever Joseph is saying. So okay. he's talking about his dad being in the army. You come across a tank that's kind of buried in the snow, and you kind of jump on it, and that's about it. Okay. Uh, there are certain places where you you can find that they're buried, so you dig, and the, the animation could be better, but you, you dig it up, and it's usually something, and then there's a bit more narrative. Okay. So, so you, is the game kind of just moving around to the story? So yeah, basically. Okay. It, it is it's fairly linear in progression. Like you can probably miss a lot of stuff and I probably missed maybe a couple as I was sure. sort of going along. But you know, you can um you know, dig up these things and then you hear a bit more of the story. Really, you could have just avoided that and run to the finish and really speed run this <laughs> yeah. independent, poignant uh, uh, story. I'm loving the, the idea of speed running sad <laughs> games. Yeah. Really <clears throat> missing the point entirely. Yeah. yeah. Hey, how fast can I make this fox run? <laughs> uh, what was I looking oh, for again? Speaking of, um, there is a button that you can either make the fox walk or make the fox run. There is no reason not to have it running. I don't know why they included it's that. Where they it, included that, but not footprints. Yeah, it it feels like well, there's buttons to press, so we may as well have a button that lets the person. What's the music either. like? Um. Unremarkable. I'm now trying to think, and I'm just like, I actually don't know. Yeah, There's yeah. actually one really beautiful song uh, towards the end. That's actually, I would love to look it up again and listen to it again because it's a really nice song that really fit the the the, the mood and the. Did theme you walk of it. during that part? Uh, I think you were forced to walk. So yes, mm. yeah. I was going to say was, that's it was the only reason I could think. Forced to of. walk, I couldn't then like run through and speed from this beautiful song. Oh, oh man, losing frames. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, it just felt like okay, there's button that we need to program something. So I guess walk. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you can also jump, and you can do a double jump as all dream foxes can. Uh, and you are there are little kind of again those like shining baubles. There's video game baubles that yeah. you can collect. Yeah, glowing orbs. Yeah, glowing orbs. That There's no real reason to collect them. And initially I was like, oh, okay, I guess these are pointing me in the direction that I should be going in. It's not. They're just kind of scattered around randomly. To collect them sometimes. to buy guns? No, uh, <laughs> nah. not even a cool hat. This seems like kind of a video game where they were like, we kind of just want to tell a story. But we've yeah. chosen the medium of game, so we got to put game in. Yeah, and and it feels like I I really wish they're like we're going to tell a story, and the story is is nice enough. Yeah. Um. You know, there there is like this nice narration back and forth between um the couple. The voice acting is okay. okay. <laughs> like, it, it's it's very passable. There are sometimes you're like, all right. Mm. And there does need to be a bit more. Uh, I think. In terms of like a, a few more passes at the story, I feel it is. I enjoyed it. Look, I cried. Yeah, sure. um, 
Uh, there's nothing quite as great as a 30-odd-year-old man sitting in an airplane seat just crying, looking at a switch. Um, and if you look closely on that switch, it's a picture of a fox. Yes. <laughs> uh, look, there were some other things involved going on in my life uh, happening emotionally. I just um, you know, left my partner at an airport, and I'm probably not going to see her again for, like, say, several months. So mm-hmm. maybe that was ticking around in my I head as well. This fox loves his cubs like I love my partner. <laughs> and it's I great if you imagine it. seeing a crying man at an airport and looking over at his Switch and it's Mario Kart. <laughs> but, like, not... You've not just lost or anything, you're just playing it. <laughs> so, yeah, so I... I Mario I doesn't a... fit on that bike. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I did have an emotional reaction to this yeah, game. Uh, and I do wonder, would I have had that emotional reaction if I was probably in a better headspace? Mm. Probably you... not. I'd like uh, to take this back to my first question. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm Doing okay. That's good. Why didn't you speed run it then? <laughs> I just hate the fact that there's a walk and run button. Not because I think that it's unnecessary, but because I would 100% run through Me this too. game. Well, I did. Like, the thing is, like, I, I, there was no reason not to I run. I feel like they cause... put it in there assuming that at poignant moments you would want to walk for story, but that's just. Nobody's ever going to do that. You got to think, what's that? It's a classic game design term. Ugh, it means that gamers will always find the like easiest way to achieve a goal so even if you've put in like a real cool system mm. that will achieve what you want them to achieve they will go for the easiest thing no matter yeah. what i wish i could remember the name of it but it's a thing and that's okay. basically the same thing you could put in a walk but because it's well, going to be easier for them to use a run people who are gaming are just going to use a yeah. run and that's a thing and there are there are ledges which i probably i'm pretty sure that the um the the game makers did not intend me to get to mm. but i found a way to uh, cheat the system to get there yeah. so again i i think it was like and the voice actors and the person who is um, who created the game, it's, it seems like it's a husband and wife. Oh, okay. The voice actors and the guy. And, and it, it feels a very personal story that this, um, you know, this creative team is telling. And the storyline is good. And that's the thing. It's mm. very, very poignant at times. And But that said, yeah. I would like there to be more. Like, mm. say... Um, I think it was at the start of this year or start of last year or something like that, me, you, and friend of the show, Adam, we pl- sat down and we played Never Alone. Yeah. And it was telling this story. It was like an Inuit story. Yeah. And it was telling this whole story. You got to play through that. And everything sort of had this kind of like reason behind it. And they were like, oh, yes, we're doing this because this happened and blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah. And every time you'd like unlock a thing, it would give you like an insight from the actual culture where they would yeah. be like, well, here's what this, why this is in this level. And this is what it means to the, these particular people. This felt like it almost could have done something like that oh, okay. this felt like they could have gotten a myth or even if it was something that it was like a personal thing in their family like oh my granddad always said yeah, that my yeah. dad reminded him of a fox or my mum was a fo-. something like that and like had this kind of weird, weird spiritual thing because there's this really whole build up to be like oh yeah the fox was on this journey to this first tree and that was where you know life began or whatever and it's like maybe delve a bit more into that yeah, like okay. that's something that could like really kind of beefed up the mythos about why we're focusing on this dream and why we're a particular fox. Because if we had been a bunny rabbit no, or it a would badger, have been the same thing. it would have kind of a been the same. A fox is just like Did- aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, like the reason I got this game initially was um, I kind of almost thought it was like Shelter. Oh, yeah. I think it was like, is it called Shelter? Where you're um, like a badger or Yeah, a- yeah, and you got th- three babies you got to bring through. Yeah, a- and I thought it was kind of similar to that. It's, fun game. it's not. Um, and that's sort of why I was like, oh, okay, maybe there's a reasoning behind why we're a fox. And mm. is there a reason behind this idea of this first tree? 
And they do try and tie it into kind of, I guess, like new life and all that kind of jazz because there's, like, there's a throwaway line where him and his um, partner are talking about like they're having difficulties conceiving a child. Okay. And spoilers at the end, you, you find out that they're um, expecting a child. So there is this kind of concept said, there. Yeah, all right. I was hoping this game would end with him waking up crying and being like, I miss, my dad is dead. <laughs> I miss when I was a fox well, in heaven. And so, <laughs> look, I'm going to look this, uh, spoilers, I guess, from here on out, because it is such a short game. Yeah. It is like an hour and a half. It, you can get this done on, and on a flight from um, Sydney to Melbourne yeah. um, and still have time for change. So it is a very quick <laughs> game. And the price point is about, I think it was like $15. Yes, yeah, it's $15 because I looked it up. It's yeah. exactly. Exactly half of what Grizz costs, and that's a th- and the thing is, I just for five bucks. Yeah. Even then, I'd be like, yeah. Hmm. I mean, it entertained me for an hour yeah, and a yeah, half. Yeah. It was that was really kind of nice for fifteen dollars. I think for a game that is so short, and I would say not much replayability. I think that is a, a bit of a stickler. I'm like, yeah, Ugh. no, fair, fair. That's that's a bit much. Um, yeah, a bit of an issue for me. Um, so there's this point where you know you you've eventually get to the, um, uh, the 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 first tree and you, the, your final cub, which um, sadness has also been killed. Right. Um, and there's this like big black wolf that has killed your cubs, and you're like, "Am I going to fight this wolf?" No, you don't. Um, you just sort of go to the tree, and then you sort of there's like a really nice moment because when you realize that your last child is your last pup has died. So all three die. Yeah. It's it's kind of brutal in that way. You, I was kind of like expecting... Hey, you love your uplifting. kids? Too bad! Yeah. They're gone. And there's this moment where like the, the, the fox realizes that her last cub is dead, and and that's when she like hang, hangs her head, and you're just kind of slowly plodding. I like that. Yeah. That was a nice kind of moment to be just like, okay, I've given up hope. Did you press the run button? I tried. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm um, actually wait. No, I don't think I did. No, I didn't. <laughs> I was just like, you I'm experiencing this. Who well, knows? That's, that's good. Yeah, uh, I was like, I would then I was a bit wrapped up in the whole thing. And then there's a moment where uh, you you get to the to the last uh, sorry the, the first, the first tree. tree, and it's sort of um, depending how many baubles you collected. Ah, that's where they come in. You can now write a message, and the baubles act kind of like Twitter. <laughs> So they act as your maximum characters you can use. That's weird. Do you write a message? Yes. So this weird thing, and I again, I was in a very big emotional headspace, and I'm already bawling my eyes out, and so I'm just like, like plot up there, and I'm just like, you know, as the as the you know, the the wool as your fox collapses, you know, you whisper something like to the the first tree, and then it's like, what do you whisper? And of course, you could be a bit of a you know a bit of a mean boy yeah, yeah. and write rude things. Pit- and farts. <laughs> yes, but uh, I was already like just bawling my eyes out and kind of like having an emotion. Like I will always love you, and um, sent that through. And Did the then, game mock you? <laughs> <laughs> I wish, um, but alas, no. And the thing is, I was like wondering because then it flashes. The, the game changes. Mm-hmm. You're now in a first person perspective of Joseph. Okay, and it flashes like six months later, and you're in this new house, which I think maybe was your old dad's. I don't know. And it's like there's a nursery. You can kind of explore it, and then eventually run down. Like you go outside, and you can kind of see this like um, fox hmm. that's sort of all glow, and you run towards it, and then you get into like um, the the tree, and then it sort of ends. And I was sort of expecting to play that, as that the tree. N- no, <laughs> the the message to come back to be like. You know, you you know, your granddad has like a message for you, and I was like, oh, that's nice. I kind of like tied it up to yeah. be like something that perhaps maybe with this. But kind the of message like, never came. No, out. 
I was thinking, be like, and your grand, like, you know, the voice of the fox, and then, you know, like, you know, your, your granddad yeah. or your father has says, you know, I will always love you or something like that. I'm like, oh, that's a nice kind of thing that I accidentally sort of did, where yeah. I was just like, oh, maybe <laughs> he's sort of, you know, he, maybe you never got to say that, you know, I love you to your dad, or his dad never said it back, and maybe I'm getting that to, all right, nothing. Did it ever nothing. come back? No. That's so weird, no. because it seems like the kind of thing. It should have. No, well, I was going to say, it, it seems like the kind of thing where you should arrive at the tree and be able to read everyone else's baubles. That's also I, That's what thing. I, where I thought it was going. But uh, again, I was playing it in airline mode, so maybe, maybe if you played it, you you could. I just don't know. Hmm. Uh, if anyone knows, please let me know. Because uh, <laughs> like, yeah, curious. I saw your message. They all say cool guys things, except your message, which says I will always love you. Yeah, I I'm embarrassed. To, uh, <laughs> I'm embarrassed for you. Uh, you big nerd. Uh, so how how many times are you gonna give it? <sighs> I don't know. It's this weird thing because the gameplay is not that. Good because it is a little bit janky at times. Like you, you can miss jumps. You yeah, can yeah. just kind of um, just keep just faffing about trying to get to these things. There was this one moment where like you, like you collected butterflies to do this big jump, and you could like do a big jump somewhere else and get some extra secret things. But like the secret things didn't like do much anyway. Okay. So this whole thing where I'm like, it was a really nice, poignant story. It was kind of beautiful. And I really liked experiencing that. And I did have a genuine emotional reaction. The gameplay is kind of garbage. I'm not going to replay this. It is very, very short and it's kind of pricey. Yeah. So I just don't know where it falls. And like, I I reckon like two thumbs. Yeah. Two Two thumbs. thumbs, Major cry. Yeah. Actually, if something makes me cry, I hate it. <laughs> Why'd you upset me? Hey, Dusha, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I, I was a joke. <laughs> if it make me cry, good job. <laughs> Powerful words. Mm. I actually have a thank you to start my uh, thumb cramps review with. Okay. Uh, so Waffle Frog from our Discord asked if anyone of us had played Near Automata, which is a PS4 game. It came out roughly the same time as like Horizon Zero Dawn and Breath of the Wild. So like when the Switch came out. And I remember all three of those games were in contention of like Game of the Year. Because apparently they're all very good in different ways, mm-hmm. but also relatively similar. I like that probably those like say Near Autonoma and even like Horizon mm-hmm. Zero Dawn, which is a game I love to play. Just... As soon as Zelda came out, everyone's like, oh, these yeah. garbage games? Yeah, no, thank you. Every time I look at like Horizon Zero Dawn, I'm like, I bet I'd love that game. Like, it looks, if the other two hadn't come out, mm. any three of them could have won Game of the Year, kind of. Well, yeah, and Neo Automator is like my Horizon Zero Dawn, because I've seen people play that. And I'm like, oh, look, I don't know if that's for me, but I've seen more of Neo Automator, I think. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, jazz to play, but also like, that looks like a big commitment. Also, it's still relatively expensive. So, yeah. Waffle Frog was just like, thank you for being you. I've bought it for you. Go collect it from a store, which is what I did just before recording this episode. So I'm yet to play it. Okay. So what I'm going to do, because obviously Thumb Cramps only functions if there is three reviews. In the last couple of weeks, I've reviewed too many games. Yeah. So today I'm going to review the cover of Near Automata for the PS4. Just the cover, not the back? Uh, No, front cover, back cover. Uh, I might even open it. We'll see. (gasps) And this is an audio unboxing. That's exciting. So, I don't actually know that much about this game. I know that it's an action RPG, but that is so broad that it could mean that it's basically just an action game that has leveling up systems. Bayonetta, I guess, could also be an action RPG, despite the fact there is not much role-playing. Could be turn-based strategy, I don't know. Anyway, the front (laughs) cover has uh, three humanoid figures. Okay. uh, All of them in a bird box style situation. They all have blind faults. Uh Mm -hmm, Uh, mm Uh-huh. We've got one boy who is... 
I reckon standing that on the left yeah. hand side. Does Nia mean something? No uh, automatons. He has a sword maybe floating on his back. That's cool. Uh, he's not holding any weapons, though. Then in front and center, we have sexy lady with top that's a bit torn, so you can see a bit of cleavage. That's good. That's right. good. No, sorry, my mistake. Uh, it's actually just like a pattern on the shirt that's white, which is the same color as her skin. All right. Okay. D- deceptive. Yeah. Uh, she's the wearing... Font? What's the font like? The font is... <clears throat> Looks all over the place. Really. Nia, yeah, it's a bit busy. Nia is steampunk. The uh-huh. uh, dot on the top of the eye is a gear. Okay. Uh-huh. But Automator is written like a virus. Hey, okay. can you answer me this? Because I can't quite see. Is the N and the R in Nia both capitalized? Yes. Mm. And they're parallel. That's and I don't weird. know why. Don't know how mm. I feel about that. Yeah, uh, look, also, I'm not a big fan when people change fonts in a sentence. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it must represent... Something we'll get. Maybe the back will tell me. Uh, but yeah, on the right hand side of the cover, there is a lady jumping with a big spear. Also a bit sexy, but has long hair. Where middle girl has short like a bob. Right. Uh, there's also weird robots in the background that are all very snowman esque. The, okay, so they're the autonoma, and the three characters are near. I think. Yeah, maybe. How do you feel about it? Yeah. Um, what's it like, what's it make you think? It's making me think that it's going to be probably a fast paced bayonetta esque style action type game yeah, rather sure. than a turn-based strategy or anything. Okay. Uh, the Spine has the same font again. It's rated MA, 15+, plus, restricted in Australia. Oh, lucky we're all over 15. For strong science fiction themes and bloody violence. Strong science fiction themes? Who's trying to save their kids from science fiction? <laughs> I don't want you learning about And it's produced K-Dick by boy. Square Enix, which is also on the front. It's something I didn't know until I just moved my thumb I just then. I do like Square Enix. Do yeah, I think games. there's a game I really like. All right, it's uh, one player. Has network features, requires 45.28 gigabyte minimum. That's you a got lot of that? gigabytes, I assume. Yeah, I got that, I think. Well, Fallout if not, 76 I'll delete was about, was about like too that. much. Well, well Fallout was like, 76 was that twice yes. for some reason. DualShock oh, did 4. did you get the game here? Have a download of the game again. Uh, yeah. It's got DualShock vibration function. Dude, that's, that's nice. Good. HD video output. Yeah. Remote play supported. I don't have a PSP, so that means nothing to me. I wonder what you can do with the PSP. <clears throat> Uh, it's remote play, so if you've got a PSP and a PS4, you can stream it from oh, your PS4 cool. to your PSP. But it's like it's the same as like the Wii U, where you can't go too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So basically, like... literally, it's made so that if you're like, wow, I'm having a really good time, but boy, are my bowels full. <laughs> or I want to lie down in my bed, yeah. and the TV is in the lounge room. And it is PS4. I wish my PlayStation was a Switch. <laughs> Basically, if you wish your PlayStation was a Switch, you can have that dream come true with this game. That's crazy. Yeah. And the PSPs were still a thing. Uh, it's PS4 Pro enhanced, which right. means nothing to me because I've just got a normal PS4. And this is what the blurb says. Glory to mankind. All right. Great beginning. Humanity has been driven from the earth by mechanical beings from oh, another no. world. Autonomous. That's pretty science fiction. Yeah. Themes. My kids are scared. <laughs> In a final effort to take back the planet... The human resistance sends a force of android soldiers to destroy the invaders. Good. Now, a war between machines and androids rages on. Ellipses. Dot, dot, dot. A war between machines and machines, basically. So really, humans are like, "Mm, we lost our planet to machines. Because androids could be... Back to Earth to try and get it... Are we going to go and inhabit it, or is this more of a big like middle finger to uh, machines? Well, it depends what they mean that. by androids, because they could just be humans that are like slightly that's cybernetic. A cyborg. That's, that's a cyborg. Yeah. yeah. Far <laughs> out. 
A war that could soon unveil a long-forgotten truth of the world. Ooh. Full stop. That's got... spicy. That is spicy. <laughs> All right, well, the, did... let you on a little bit of a, I guess not really a spoiler, but I do know what happens in the end of this game, and it is then, quite spicy. Oi, don't tell me, because <laughs> I haven't played it yet. Mm. <laughs> what? Um, Any scratches? No scratches. Disc looks pretty good. Black has the title and a logo on the front. Is the title in white? Yep. Oh, that's, oh, that's good. good. That's good. Do you think that that's... Is it exciting enough, the disc? Uh, look, it could be a bit more exciting, could right? Could be a bit more exciting, but it's also not just... Like, it's not just the front cover again, so I respect that. Oh, that is nice. No, yeah, fair. It came with a Square Enix member's product registration card that I have no use or care yeah, about. that can go right in the bin. And a receipt. All but right. I put that there, so... Okay. I guess so- this was a, wasn't a true unboxing because I had opened it before. <laughs> uh, apart from that, not a lot going on in the inside of the cover. Uh, there's no booklet. Which well, okay. It's always a sad shame. Yeah. Do booklets even still exist? Sometimes, but not really. Like, I'm a big, I was always a big fan of reading a booklet when, oh, you know, yeah, when I was a yeah, kid. Yeah, you, when you got the game as a kid and you read it in the car, getting real amped. Yeah. The booklet was great as well while loading screens were happening. Yeah. Whip it out, learn a little. Oh, you again, your bowels are full. Uh, whip it out, go to the toilet, learn yeah. while the game's loading Absolutely. up. Absolutely. So, um, look, it's a pretty standard PS4 cover. Yeah. It does look a little anime Yeah, it's anime But also the back doesn't really look that anime. Look, have a look at the pictures on the back. It looks mm. more like Shadows of the Colossus on the back. Okay. Mm, well, Shadow yeah. of the Colossus is a tiny bit anime. Like, yeah, look, correct. it looks a little anime. Like, enough for my... I'd play this. Yeah. It's got... Jackson, you wouldn't. Don't even I bother would. looking at it. <laughs> no. You know what this else? guy's big shorts. Do you know what else it's going to have, Jackson? Mm? Dialogue. Yeah, Heaps no, of it. You. I'm not here for that. Don't make me yeah. do a narrative. It's um, going to make you do so much of a narrative. It'll you be like didn't a f- even read the best bits. What? Okay, I didn't read the, the so words under those pictures. I didn't. Weird picture of a woman in a strange tank top with the caption, Lead Androids 2B, 9S, and A2 to reclaim Earth, which sounds like a newspaper headline. <laughs> um, a lady, I think, battling a big, goofy-looking robot. Battle it out in high-speed combat. That's exciting. That's good news. High-speed combat. Like that. Uh, a fair. destroyed city. Explore a desolate open world ruled by powerful machines. Ooh. Okay. Voiceover in Japanese and English. Mm. That's Man. pretty anime. That's fairly anime. That is fairly anime. I'm pretty excited to play this. I think that uh, the cover in itself, three three thumbs and a knock. My <laughs> hypedness for playing it, though, four thumbs and a knock. All right. That's pretty high. Yeah. Look, I'm pretty pretty jazzed on this, and uh, thank you so much for buying it for me. Yeah, that's incredible, that Waffle Frog. Thank you so much. So, all in all, uh, including the cover and your hype, I think we have 14 thumbs this episode. All right, yeah. 14 thumbs. Imagine what the score will be when I actually play this game. <laughs> Holy moly. Can't wait to load up this bad boy. Can't wait to delete games that I inevitably want to play. <laughs> we share a PS4 at my house, so I might just delete games that are being played by people That's that aren't That's a good idea, me. and then yeah. be like, what? I don't know, it was just the technology. <laughs> well, I didn't do it. Whatever. I guess the anyway, machines and this, all uh... the androids won. Just oh, that's ah, oh, it's a hidden function of near autonomous. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Just smack him in the face with a disc. Yeah, because yeah. uh, I think The Last of Us is currently being replayed in my house. Uh, uh, they've played it before. Ah, yeah. uh, well, not the person who's playing it hasn't. Yeah, they've played it before. That's they f- just ask me what happens at exactly, the end. I'll exactly. tell them. You have to. The game seems like it's going to make that you make a choice, but then you don't get a choice, and that is the thing I respect the most about that game. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Far out that rules. <laughs> so excited for Last of Us Two. Me too. 
That game's about hate, apparently. Ooh. Oh, that's all right. Maybe I'll enjoy the last You won't. Too. It's going to make you follow a story that you don't care about. I didn't mind that in the Uncharted series. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> I've been Jackson Bailey. I've been Joel. And I've been Joel also. Keep on thumbing. Don't let the thumbs get <clears throat> you down. Say ya. Near or to, th- to thumb. Near or thumbaton. No. Near or thomas far out. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch just how competent or incompetent we are at video games, head on over to twitch.tv slash sanspantsradio where you'll see us and other members of the Sanspants Network live stream some of our favourite video games.